welcome to the Deja Review podcast, where a group of film lovers get together and discuss a cult or a classic film that one or more of them has watched for the very first time. I'm Mike Kens. As always, I'm joined by Kane, the vampire Daniel. Hi, I am Anne Rice's classic character, the vampire Lestat, here to talk about vampires and Draculas. <laughs> Seb, uh, Nick Sucker Godfrey. Uh, thanks for having me. <laughs> And, <laughs> and our guest once again, it's our old mate Sinead Stubbins. Welcome. Um, and uh, this is the film that we chose for Sinead to watch, uh, the 1987 film The Lost Boys. Now, this is uh, very much in Seb's wheelhouse. Mm. Uh, it's a bit of a classic. My wheelhouse is like a little monkey on a wheel. Monkey on a wheel. Monkey on a wheel. I meant. A mouse on a wheel? monkeys on the wheels. It's a good start. I like where this is going. Um so, Sinead, did you, uh, what did you know about this movie going in? Did you know anything about it? Well, or? I only really, I knew it was a vampire movie, but I only really had two cultural, like, touch points to do with this movie. Were they One, both called Corey? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> I'm 29. I barely know <laughs> yeah, who okay, he is. Yeah, anyway, I worked at JJ's for a while. We sold a Lost Boys t-shirt. Oh. And the other one was that I knew that when Kiefer Sutherland and Julia Roberts were going to get married hmm. and she ran away with the best man, that the best man was in this movie. Do you guys, are you giving no. me Blake? What? But, what? Okay, the main guy in this movie. I thought, you, I thought you were actually just talking about a movie. The no. Runaway Bride. The Runaway Richard Bride. No. <laughs> the Runaway Vampire. The main, who's the main guy in this movie? Patrick, what's his face? Jason Patrick. Jason Patrick, Patrick. Oh. yeah. Okay, so Jason Patrick. I can't believe you guys don't know no, this. No. Jason Patrick was Kiefer Sutherland's best man in the wedding that was to be of Kiefer Sutherland and Julia Roberts. What? Uh, what and year two are days, we talking about? Um, I don't know. It was what after is? this movie. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and two days before the wedding, Julia ran off with this guy to Ireland. Jason Patrick. Yeah. I mean, he's huh. pretty dreamy. Um, wow. Classic Michael. Yeah. Seb, Seb, do you need to rewrite Is That a Fact? Or, uh... <laughs> wow. No, this yeah. is juicy. This yeah. is That's amazing. So I have no idea. Being friends. I, I, I know there's some shit that I just don't know. Like, I didn't know that Ethan Hawke and Uma Thurman had a kid. Yeah. What? Yeah. I didn't yeah. know that. Like, yeah. That kid is, that kid is yeah. acting now. She's yeah. a model. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I can't believe a gorgeous child came out of those two. Yeah. <laughs> <What>? um, <laughs> um, well, what did you think of this movie? Look, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I could tell it was a Seb movie because it closely resembled The Goonies, a mm. movie I hated. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. The the bits of the movie that were the least Goonie-ish were the bits that I liked. Uh, credits. <laughs> no, what, what and what? what, what yeah, what's yeah, with yeah. yeah. So I thought the like the idea of vampires being like sexy, cool teenagers was really fun, and being like a gang was really fun, and reminded me of a lot of other vampire stuff like True Blood that I like now. Mm-hmm. I wish we had spent more time learning about the gang and the gang's place in the town than we had with the madcap kids. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that probably that was probably a, a, a hangover from the the previous script. So there was the original script that was all about the kids, meant to be directed by Richard Donner, who'd just mm. come off the back of directing Goonies, which is a perfect follow up. It was meant to be about these little sort of prepubescent kids that go out and they've they've run off. They're living in a cave. There was a, a head uh, kid who was basically meant to be like Peter Pan. It was meant to be a vampire Peter Pan story. Which yeah, is right. Kind of oh, thing. It was oh, called oh, Peter. Oh, so, so the title of the movie would make some sort of sense? Yeah, totally. Yeah. The Lost Boys. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, Richard Donner was all ready to do it. The studio came in and, and sort of delayed things for a while with pre-production stuff. And he's like, I can't wait around any longer. I want to make this other film called Lethal Weapon. And, Never heard of and it. Then, <laughs> <laughs> and got this, uh, this hotshot director in, Joel Schumacher, who had just done St. Elmo's Fire and all, you know, a couple of other films and said, do you want to do this thing? Joel Schumacher said, yes, only if we make them teenage sexier, teenage kids. And it was uh, arguably is a much better film because of that decision. Mm. But there's still a bit of like the young kid angle. Is It's a bit, yeah. Yeah. I feel like they could have pushed the, the teenage thing a bit 
more? Like the, the, the I want to know more about this vampire gang. That's the thing. Like it's such a cool idea and the way that all of these business owners are like kicking them out and like, yeah. like the, they're a well-known gang. Well, that, it was the first film to actually focus on vampires as a, as a gang as well. It's usually yeah. like such a solo pursuit, at least like this little, you know, the, the person in the tower that's going off and they're just dealing with this thing themselves. And mm. a lot of other films post this had adopted a lot of um, vampire mythology, vampire lore from this story as well. Mm. But mm. I got to say the end got me though. Gotcha. Yeah. I just didn't, didn't picture it. Didn't think that the, really the grandpa from Gilmore Girls would be the head vampire. <laughs> oh, that yeah. fucked me that up. Was, that, that, that was really uh, signaled. Nope. Well, okay. I missed the signals. No. <laughs> I was like, well, what? So, no, because I, uh, I, I know a little bit about the, the general vampire lore and I, I sort of... Uh, That's very sus, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but it was uh, because... The sort of the flag is um, when uh, he comes over to, for dinner, mm. and he uh, and he sort of um, suggests to Jason Patrick to invite him in. Mm. Which he, is he a, does a, a little cutesy song and yeah, dance. Yeah, yeah, a meet cute. Yeah. Yeah. It's a meet cute. Um, and uh, but but then they're eating, you know, eating the garlic and all of that sort of stuff. And I did like is uh, again maybe if we've got some. Uh, What's the, is there a term for vampire, like, fanciers? Like, as in, uh, or mm. people who s- study vampires? Vampologists. Vampologists? Drackheads. Dra- <laughs> Drackamups. <laughs> um, but, uh, but then he sort of says it at the end, oh, if you get invited in, all your, uh, your powers, like disappear or something like that because so he got invited in yeah, but yeah. then he was like charging down all that garlic and he was fine it renders you powerless. renders renders you powerless mm. right but then how do the vampires come into the house at the end yeah that yeah, doesn't make a that. much sense i got it nosferatu truthers <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> the um, Kane, what's mm. your your history with uh, this film? Um, I saw it once, not exactly as a kid, kind of more probably like in my mid to late teens. At that point, it was more um, uh, picking up a cultural cultural touchstone. You know what I mean? It, this wasn't in like the thick of it. Um, I don't remember very much about what I thought of it then because I cherish it. Don't think about a lot about it now. Yep. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's... I, I got to say, uh, I I I remember seeing bits and pieces of this, and you know, growing up, and um, and I rewatched it. I'm like, Jesus, a fucking pile of shit. Um, yes. <laughs> I am going to fight this thing <laughs> oh to my the God. bitter end. <laughs> my God, is um, I mean, if if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. So I guess what I can say oh. um, that I like about it is that it looks really good, like mm. um, good kind of like dark, um, you know, nighttime cinematography a lot of the time. Like it, mm. it has like mm. a really good look, you know what I mean? Except though, I mean, maybe Steadicam hadn't been invented <laughs> at that time because those opening shots over the water. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> so it's yeah. like... <laughs> Yeah, um, um, all those flying around shots are pretty rough, but I think that they were just working with the sort of crane technology and yeah, helicopter the technology they and, had at the yeah, time. Yeah, totally. It, and the, you could argue that they were probably overdone, some of those flying in things. They're coming, oh, my God. You yeah, can hear yeah. them and the noises and yeah. stuff. would have been nice to have seen them actually coming in well, a couple so of times. That would have been a budget and technology $8.5 million budget, which oh, really? is, uh, well, in, in today money, that's $15.2 million. But that's um, a really small budget considering Richard Donner just made the biggest, like he produced it. So considering he just yeah. made the biggest smash hit of the... But he's also, like, um, I because uh, I know about uh, Richard Donner as well because he... Uh, Wrote, well, he directed the first two Superman movies, um, mm. and uh, sh- they were shot back to back. But he basically got kicked off number two because the studio got involved because they were like, "Oh, we're on to a winner here," because the first one just mm. made a squillion dollars. And he was like, um, "So I think he's ha- he's always had a fairly tempestuous relationship with uh, studios and things like that. So maybe uh, him bringing in Shoemaker, uh, Shoemaker, who was like." It was this he just made you seen almost fire so yeah um but in my looking up uh, and this is a very much an aside um but uh 
when I was looking up some stuff about Superman 2, Mario Puzo mm. wrote the screenplay wow. for Superman 1 and 2. Godfather. No shit. Yeah. <laughs> that's wild. <laughs> like, that's super wild. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like he Crazy. wrote the story and the screenplay for the first two Superman movies. So, yeah. Um, anyway. Um, but, uh, yeah, sort of going back to, like, I just, I did not enjoy this. Uh, much at all, but there, I mean, there there are some bits and pieces that are enjoyable. Um, but um, I kind of think like Santa Clara seems like the coolest place to be a teenager in the world. Mm. Like, yeah, like the, everything the, is the just oiled up man with the sex. Oh, oh, really. We're gonna get there. Uh, well, well, okay, I'll stop. See, okay. well, no, totally. but see, my uh, in the previous episode, Heather's, um, I was uh, very disappointed um, that a saxophone was spoken of and mm. not produced in a nineteen eighties movie. <laughs> and I said And I got paid I got paid back <laughs> Well I said to you, yeah. I said to you the greatest saxophone scene yeah. on film yeah. is The Lost Boys. The and hence which kind of led man. to led to us thinking of doing this for an episode. Yeah. But mm. that is without a doubt if you Holy say the Lost Boys moly. it's usually the first it's it's just it's tied into the film as much as that theme song is. It's like that oiled up guy is just mm. Cultural gold, <laughs> and the kids love him. The oh, kids are totally. losing yeah. but they, they are they're losing their, their like, shit over them to this yeah. saxophone dude. <laughs> who, who, if you watch carefully, there's saxophone music coming out of it, and he doesn't have his mouth in <laughs> <laughs> That's the how thing. good a player he is. <laughs> he's so yeah, he's, he's got a lot good. of breath. Yeah. You know, yeah. like was a, that an actual band? That guy. That guy is. Uh, He's a he's a professional saxophone. He is a saxophone player. He's a professional <laughs> a saxophone. professional saxophone man. <laughs> no, he's a professional saxophone. He is just a well, saxophone. <laughs> no, but it was the 1980s, and you couldn't be a saxophone player unless you were ripped. He was more it's of like a Tina Turner's um, saxophone <laughs> player was just very sax positive. Yeah, he was. Um, he was. Uh, but um, yeah, in the 1980s, you couldn't play saxophone unless you were just cut. Like uh, Tina Turner had, like you know, her famous like saxophone dude is. Just oh yeah, this big that thing everybody dude. knows about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, come what? on, come on. <laughs> Let me know. Just anyway, let's let's just keep moving. Uh, Kane wants to talk about trois la bleu, <laughs> something like that. All right, that's <laughs> 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 fine. It's good. Um, so, uh, Sinead, in general, what? did you dislike about this film? Um, it just felt to me like a missed opportunity for a fantastic teen movie. Mm. Like I, I, I don't know if it's because I've watched it the first time now, but I just was not interested in the kid stuff. I liked Little Brother. He was good, but the... Really? I mean, he was fine. Yeah. I wasn't home. offended by him, but like... Like his little gang, like I just didn't give a shit about. and The uh, Frog Brothers. The is that Ed, what they're called? Edgar, Edgar and Allen. Oh Edgar and Allen Frog. Yeah. And also Corey Feldman putting out a deep voice the uh, whole that, movie. Well, you know, like, mm, it, that it, was obviously like that's that's his big actor decision. You know, this is this is my big <laughs> character yeah. thing. He said he, <laughs> he watched all the Rambo movies in preparation. Why? <laughs> I know. He put on the red bandana. He was just trying to channel Stallone, try and toughen himself up. After so basically Corey, Fel Corey Feldman could do before. whatever the fuck he was. Yeah. But, but, so, but that's my question. Like, was was did he think he sounded badass? Or, oh, probably. Or, yeah. or, or, or was he in, have you seen he, that kid or did today? he have like a little bit of second level thinking where he's no, like, I don't think so. He's a kid. I think you're giving such a, like, way a, too a, much. He was like a 14-year-old yeah. kid or what, 12-year-old kid. See, I just thought that there was just, apart from Diane Weist, uh, She's she was so yeah. good in it. She's, but How she's, did she do this? She was super famous at the time of this movie, mm. wasn't she? Yeah. Well, I mean, like, has she, had she done she Hannah and her sisters? Super, uh, Hannah guess. And her, Sorry? Hannah and her sisters? Yeah, yeah. She, her, but, but but that's kind of what I was going to say. Like, like her, her fame has kind of always been in sort of the wheelhouse of Woody Allen movies and didn't stuff. Didn't she you know? win an award for that or something? Didn't she win an Academy yeah, Award? Yeah, sure. I, I'm, I'm just saying that, that um, we says hasn't turned up in many superhero movies. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I guess I was surprised that she was the one to play. Like the yeah, mother I mean, no shade on Weiss. She's really great. Thankless um, role. Yeah. And I love her little pixie cut. Yeah, it's yeah, a great pixie cut. But yeah, I just don't think there's any, like, I, even um, Sam, like, I just don't like them. Mm. You know, like, I'm just, I, 
I'm like, I don't care about any of you, um, <laughs> apart from Diane Weist, <laughs> basically. Yeah. See, I'd grown I'm up, Grandpa. Yeah. I like Grandpa. Yeah. Um, I'd grown up with this film, like having having watched it so many times as a kid. I remember I got introduced to this film uh, by an older cousin, watched this younger than I should have been, and it scared the fuck out of me because I was a little kid. And I used to think this was like a proper horror movie. And this was uh, probably was that my launching point into loving horror movies and, and getting mm. into a, it would have been one of the first films that I watched and it used to scare the hell out of me. So oh. I think I've got this like little fuzzy place for it. Mm. And I just love the town. I love, as we were talking about theme parks earlier today, it's essentially set in this boardwalk theme park, mm. which I'm, I'm, about, I'm going on a holiday next week and a large portion of my holiday is staying in Santa Cruz, which is was called renamed to Santa Carla in the in the Clara. in the film, um, Santa Clara, yeah, and uh, where I'm essentially staying on that boardwalk That's just so awesome. I can be. This is how much yeah. I love this film. I'm going. I'm doing doing a pilgrimage to the land of the Lost Boys. <laughs> when when you were a kid, who did you identify with? Who did you want to be in this movie? I identified with the the kids, the younger kids. I was the, I was close to that age. So, I, so you weren't aspiring to be like the cool ass sex vampire or anything. <laughs> Saxophone man is who I was really aspiring to be. No, no, no. They were they were older. They were like the older brother, the older. I I kind of, if anything, I like wanted to be one of the vampire hunters. You know, one of these. Mm. I used to make bow and arrows and do all that sort of shit as a kid. And I could used to I used to wear like an army jacket and stuff. You know, things you do as a kid like that. So yeah. I definitely I was the ripe age for that stuff, and I feel like. Yeah, it has this, I just love the tone of it. I don't think Joel Schumacher, like looking back on it now, Joel Schumacher is a terrible director uh, for the most part. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. There's a couple of really standout, amazing standout shots, like when they're on their motorbikes on the beach, Michael's trying to keep up and they sort of take off into the mist and then it goes up off the cliff. Mm. And there's this like, there's some cool stuff in it. Um, yeah, I feel like he, he definitely needs to grow up a bit though. Yeah, I just think like for a 90 minute movie, Nothing really happens, if you know what, like it's not, not a lot happens and you don't, like they don't develop any of the characters whatsoever. I don't, I just, I feel like it's really like, I don't know. I just, I was watching it as like, you're all so like all these characters are just so basic and it feels like <laughs> stuff happened, but you're just like, is, does any of this well, it's kind of we, like like I, I, in, I can't, in, I'm not in, explaining. In, it well, really, it's yeah. I, it's it's kind of almost as if like the um whole it's a movie that is only exposition. Like the whole way through, it's just explaining its stakes, and then yeah. it's over. You know what I mean? Stakes. Hey, <laughs> because I mean, what happens? Diane Weist and her two sons come in because she's just uh, had a divorce, and she's got to move in with uh, her father, their grandfather. Who's pretty great. Uh, yeah, I like yeah. he had some yeah. good lads. He's his. been in a bunch of stuff as yeah. well. Like, yeah. Um, the um, older son, uh, Jason, Jason Patrick. Patrick, gets m- God. He's handsome. That's <laughs> Sorry, how, that's how he got Julia. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. No, Jason like, Patrick gets mixed Lord. up in a bad crowd. They turn out to be vamps. Yeah, well, they turn out to be Draculas. Puts a puts an earring on, and it all <laughs> do, goes downhill from there. Say, do you guys do you guys like vampire films in general? Yeah, 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 yeah I really like that. Do you have a like a particular favorite? If you were to choose, like this is my. I mean, True Blood's my favorite vampire story. I love True oh, yeah. Blood. I've never yeah. really watched that, but it's, yeah. it's so it takes a lot from The Lost Boys. I've realized. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I could high road everybody and say like Nosferatu or something, but um. No, I, mean, I, I, highbrow. I, I, there's some good highbrow yeah, vampire yeah. films like Only Lovers Left Alive. Yeah, or that mm. Werner Herzog one. Um, I seen that. Uh, but I mean, I actually, I because I, I, I can back this up in my mind because I think I rewatched it relatively recently. But I think Interview with the Vampire is a mm. great fucking yeah. movie. Yeah. It is. Little yeah. KD, baby yeah, KD. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, we touched Call on back. it before. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I like I. I I think I was way more interested in vampire mythology when I was younger. But mm. it's a potent story, right? Like it's a potent mythos. Like yeah. basically every culture has one. Like yeah. um the 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 idea that sort of vampire law started with Vlad the Impaler and like a mm. European tradition is is say, kind of a f- I've stayed at Vlad the Impaler's castle in oh. Romania in Transylvania <laughs> and at Halloween. And didn't you meet somebody? <laughs> Uh, oh yeah, I, I I met um Anthony Bourdain. Anthony Bourdain in Romania. What 
fuck? Yeah. So yeah. Pop culture tourism uh, is no, fantastic. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah, I had, a, I had a beer with him in a little in a little How pub. Have I never we were heard just this. Yeah, I'm full of juicy tidbits. But I am. Um, uh, I think, especially with vampire movies, like I think this movie plays a little bit fast and loose with some of the vampire stuff as well, which kind of annoys me. Like, if you're gonna if you're gonna use the rules, then use them properly. But this is this is kind of what I always find interesting about vampire TV shows or films. Is it it kind of feels like there's a big wall that has you know uh, it's a library shelf with vampire shit written on it you know what i mean and it's kind of like whenever you're writing a vampire thing you get to look at all of the things and go hmm i'm gonna take the has to be invited in mm, not so sure about the garlic i might leave that but steaks steaks are good you know what i mean yeah and there's and there's kind of elements of like all of the sort of technical aspects of yeah vampire myth that there you kind of and it's, of and it's interesting the way mm. that people configure them but, you know what i mean but the problem is this one is so there's that sequence where they take out Alex Winter, Bill S. Preston Esquire, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, is the first kill. And then um, they're trying to escape through that tunnel. And Keitha grabs him on the, the foot and is, you know, like pulling him. And he's made, you know, uh, um, Sam. And, pull, and it's just like, you're a vampire. You've got super strength. You should be able to just rip his fucking leg off. And you show super strength in other points of this movie. Unless he's just a bit sleepy because he just got woken no, up. No, but he should be. <laughs> but also this is, has to be a movie where a bunch of kids are able to overpower these vampires. Mm. Like they yeah, can't but, be yeah. so no, superhuman. But, but, then, but, then su- but then he's got super strength when he's punching up with the older brother and all of that yeah. sort of stuff. Can I just like say just, that, that shot where he's pulling him, you know, he gets his hand yeah. burnt and he's and it turns around to his face yeah. and a tear rolls down yeah. his eye. That is a, those uh, Those contacts were so painful. Mm. That that is a genuine oh. tear, and they decided went fuck it. Oh, that that comic timing is just that's perfect. <laughs> comic timing. <laughs> this is hilarious. <laughs> Speaking of Alex Winter, was did anybody think that maybe Alex Winter was coded to be gay? There was something hmm. about his I physicality. Was, I was more wondering he... about Sam having a sexy poster of Rob Lowe on his wall. Uh, he did, and, yeah. and, and Ralph Macchio well, that, as a, well. That's, um, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's left over from just yeah. coming off the back of St. Elmo's Fire. Yeah. But I don't, yeah, did you, like, did you, did he's you, a young... You know what I, mean? I didn't get, yeah, I didn't I get that with Alex Winter. I mean, there's something, something, yeah. yeah about yeah. the way he moves through that. And he's he, he's kind of always acting kind of coy in a way. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not saying it's coding in a healthy way. Yeah. Did you know Alex Winter? Because I looked looked him up. He made a um, this is yeah Bill from Bill and Ted, uh, made a documentary in 2015 called Deep Web: The Untold Story of Bitcoin and the Silk oh Road. My God, he's a crypto guy. <laughs> yeah. Finally, someone tells the story. <laughs> uh, as told by Bill S. Preston Esquire. That's really good. I mean, this is a um, there's not a lot of ladies in this movie, but I I was surprised for such a boy movie that um, uh, Jamie Gertz's character um, isn't like, I mean, she's a, she's obviously like the object of um, uh, affection for um, Jason Patrick, but she, uh, it's not leery. Well, well, I don't know. Like, but, I don't know. Like, she doesn't really if, talk if, that much. No, but not, <laughs> or, or no, but they, not leery as in the sense of sex scene that Jason doesn't Patrick make sense. Well, yeah, the, no, the the, 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 weird, the weird sex scene aside, but it's not. She's not wearing. Like, I, I feel like if again, I, I, I guess I'm sort of thinking if you make this movie now, mm. um, she'd be wearing far fewer clothes. Uh, no, I disagree. I think well, if you yeah. made this movie now, see, my thing is that. It should be a teen movie because, like, what's the ultimate fantasy you have when you're a teen? It's autonomy, it's power, mm. it's the ability to change your situation. And these are teenagers with superhuman powers who yeah. are forever young. And mm. I think if she was, like, it, it reminded me a lot of, like, oh, if this movie hadn't been made, maybe the craft wouldn't have been made because the whole thing for the craft, it's, like, teen girls with superhuman yeah. powers and yep. it goes to their head and bad things happen and it kind of felt like 
that's what I wanted this movie to be. Like, yep. I wanted her to be a badass vampire and have yeah. the sort you of power. Get, it was just more about like actually fuck shit up. Yeah, you know, she's just she's just beautiful the whole time. Yeah. So every every one of the other vampires, you get even the little kid, you get to see it in, yeah. in vamp form. I would have liked to see. Yeah, her that's form. true. And but, just a post. But I guess it was, it's just it was a little bit leery. Like she was not wearing a bra in the in the concert scene. You know what mm. I mean? Like they. Yeah. They they, chilly, they gave, they gave a little something for it was the a bit boy. Cold. Okay. It was a bit cold that day. I don't know. It was just more, I think even, you know, we, we, we don't seem to be able to get through like even like a comic book movie without a, you know, a shot on a butt, you know. Big and time. that didn't have that. I mean, it had it at the start with some, uh, <laughs> with some, you know, like that opening sequence of here's all the different characters in Santa Clara sort of thing, and here's the bikini girl walking along the beach. But um, yeah, but uh, it's a great opener. Really, yeah, if, it up. I, like I mean, real... also if if you wanted to do a bit of a like a little bit of a reading on it as well, like Jamie Gertz has that sort of abundant kind of like curly hair or whatever, and contrast that with um, Diane Weiss with a little pixie cut, and it's kind of it has to do with like um, you know sexual availability and like. Diane Weist is no longer a, a sexual object, you know. Um, Disagree. Is, well, yes, I mean, yeah. <laughs> but, but do you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. there's there's a little bit of a metaphor there, yeah. but which which dovetails with I like my general reading of the thing and like why I don't like it from you know outside of just I think it's pretty corny throughout is that the movie is is horrendously negative towards women. You know what I mean? Because, like, its kind of thesis is that without uh, women, without being able to subjugate women into caring for them, oh, then yeah. then yeah. men or boys will just run around doing whatever the fuck they want, being destructive. You mm. know what I mean? Um, well, and you, that seems pretty noxious to me. You know, there was uh, it was very close to getting made. There was going to be a sequel called The Lost Girls. In which would have been that actually stands a chance of being interesting. Yeah, that would have balanced out this whole world. They could, they could. Mm. I would watch. Would watch. What's the deal with Laddie? Yeah, the little, the little (laughs) feral. (laughs) Where did Laddie come from? What's that all about? And why is Laddie called Laddie? (laughs) Tell us, Seb. (laughs) Well. Well, <laughs> sorry, to, I don't to, know. To this, but it's just like, and like there is, and that's I guess that's sort of rolling back to what I was talking about, like this ninety-minute movie. Like, there is no explanation of where this kid comes from. Well, there's, the, there's this the, face on the side of a milk carton. He's a missing kid. Yeah, he's like he's okay. just a kid that's been stolen. So, well, that, when, which, which, which leads me to obviously made a kill which, though, because he was a full yeah. vampire. No, 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 no. no, no. He, but didn't his his face changed? His face oh, changed when did. he went crazy. Yeah. Maybe yeah. they just He's play a little fast. No, but so did yeah. so did Jason Patrick as well. Yeah, because he killed Kiefer Sutherland at that point. Oh, do you have to? Don't you have to? You have to have a kill because remember Michael. Uh, how am I explaining this to you? Yeah, right no, now? no, no, wait, no, no. Do you have to have a kill? No, but or do you have he, to drink he went full vampire. He went full vampire when they had the fight. If you drink the blood, I can't believe. If you drink the blood, that means like you're an you're an apprentice vampire. You have to have your first kill to become a fully fledged vampire. And that's why Michael was supposed to be Star's first kill, but she couldn't do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the kid fully transformed, his face transformed. So that means yeah. the kid has killed someone. <laughs> maybe, maybe, I mean, yeah, probably. But, but, um, but yeah, Jason Patrick's right? face changes. <laughs> no, it's no. Yeah, Jason but, Patrick's face changes when he has the fight. With, can we just start calling him Keitha? Michael? I um, thought he killed one of them, no, and that's how. Not yet. Not mm. yet. I think okay, that they're well. just playing a little fast and loose with again. That. Yeah. Okay. Um, but um, surely the cops would be on to this at some point. There is no cops in this movie, and people are disappearing. <laughs> there, and it's just like, yeah, has no one picked up on this? Has no one picked up? Has no one picked up on this? When the grandpa like, was like, the thing I hated about about yeah, Santa Clara is the damn vampires. The vampires. It's like yeah. that everyone knows there are vampires and yeah. they're kind of powerless. That last slide was actually really fucking funny. Good, I like yeah. the hell out of that. Yeah. yeah. He had some of the greatest lines in this. He's like, let me just say, if all the if all the dead bodies in this town stood up at once, we'd have one hell of a population problem. <laughs> yeah. uh, the the other line that I thought was really, really funny was when uh, Corey, uh, I always got them confused, but this guy um, said, 
Oh, after they defeated all the vamps, how much do you think we should charge them for this? Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> That's a good joke. <laughs> I like that a lot. <laughs> yeah, that was good. The The whole pairing of putting these two um, Corys together, this was the first time, they'd, the first film they'd done together. Yep. They did 12 on-screen appearances after this, whether yep. it was TV or, or really? film as well. But this was the first one that, that got them together. Mm. I think they actually met on the couch of... The Goonies, and because old uh, Haim was auditioning for a part, Feldman got a part. He would have been up for Mikey, they, right? The yeah. casting well, couch. God, eh? I used to get those two confused all the time. <laughs> Corey Haim and what's his name, Samwise. Yep. What's his, what's Sean his name? Sean Aston. Sean Aston. I used to get those two kind of look similar, right? As kids. Yeah, they sort yeah. of do. Yeah, had a bit of a thing. I can never it. keep a handle on like what Sean Aston looks like. I you know, he's one of those people. What do you mean? Like, he's never looked different. Things, season two. Yeah. Literally, he's had the same face since he was dead. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. His face looks slippery to me. I don't know. <laughs> what? I love Sean Astin. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to shade um, Sean Astin. Potatoes. Potatoes. Oil and mashed stick with his Did we do that last time? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chris had a little, a little chat about um, young Sam's uh, fashion. Yes, please. Wow. Please. I, I said to my housemate, it's like, is this the set of the Golden Girls? Like, <laughs> he had his ear pierced, though. I didn't did. notice till halfway through the yeah. film. Uh, uh, my favourite one was his Born to Shop t shirt. Did Ooh, you see yeah, that? Yeah, that was that a was good one. Good. Yeah, like, yeah. he's a fashion maven. He's he a has, uh, you know, sexy posters of Rob Lowe on his wall. I was like, respect. Is, yeah. 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 Um, I was thinking about that. I mean, I did the same thing. I was, I was just thinking. You know, I just had binders with pictures of Jenny Garth and who, but but also men who I thought were Jenny Garth was my girl. Um, Wait, Jenny Garth. Yeah. Jenny Garth. Yeah. <laughs> Jenny Garth was your girl. Yeah, because because do you what know what it was? It was like even then I was a little in fucking. Never in a million years would I have picked that. Yeah, no, but do you know why it was almost. Almost Mike's shit in the corner. Right? <laughs> I'm sorry. Almost <laughs> entirely <laughs> because, uh, hey, everybody likes Shannon Doherty. Yeah. I'm going to like <laughs> yeah. fucking Jenny Kelly, Garth. the shitter one. Sorry? She was the bad one. Yeah, well, well I, know, what are you going to do? I, was, I, I oh thought you would have been an Andrea man. Who's, uh, who's, Andrea is the... She was the 40-year-old pretending to be a teenager. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the really, you know, the smart one with the, the yeah, glasses. Right, right. Yeah, she I was mean, obviously I, I, 20 yeah. years older yeah. than everyone else in that show. Oh, no, not um, not Jason Priestley. Who's the other one? Uh, Jason Bourne. Um, Luke Perry. <laughs> Luke Perry. Yeah, Luke Perry was like 50 when he was in that show. My first male Barbie was a Jason Priestley Barbie. Because oh, my mum thought Ken's looked weird and, and loved 90210, so she bought the, the <laughs> brand of Barbie awesome. for me. That's great. I, I had a bit, uh, just, just to complete sorry. my thought, yep. it was, uh, I was just thinking it's like that's pretty much gone from the world, right? Like, I mean, teenagers, you know, they got. Putting posters on the wall. Well, they're they're actually legit following like yeah. every single thing that their favorite celebrity says oh, on Twitter or Instagram. Still put you know posters what I mean? On their wall yeah, and it's not on just their relying on yeah, smash, but smash I mean, for your info. they may still have posters oh, on the walls, but that relationship has just yeah. changed so much. You know what I mean? In, you used yeah. to have to work a lot harder to get your information about. Yeah, your, you, you uh, got yeah. TV hits and like get some sort of. Um, uh, PR person managed like like fun little tidbit or whatever mm. and you know now you can just like watch like a racist fucking meltdown of yeah. like the person on your favourite Nickelodeon Garth. Yeah. 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 Jenny Garth I'll never get Jenny over Garth. that <laughs> I mainly had posters of like James Bond and like Roger Moore on my wall so it's like yeah, but, but, you know, but that's, when I was a kid, yeah, when then, I was a kid then, my favourite TV show was MASH and there was no posters to do with Hawkeye no Alan Alder <laughs> no, no, no Alan Alder why are you shitting on Corey for having the picture of Rob Low, like you're I, still like sexualizing men as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. It just it just seems so odd. Like was, I think that the poster is like like for, Rob Lowe looks such super a boy, hot in the poster. Yeah, no, like he's like leaning <laughs> back fact, and he's like got a Whitney Houston kind of sort of situation going on. But I think he has a club poster. There was I yeah, think there was no, Molly Ringwald. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a Molly Ringwald. And then there's like Ralph Macchio as well. Like I think there's like a Karate Kid poster and stuff. It just seems yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like it just seems like you're still trying to hone in on your um on your references when you're a kid, right? Yeah. And plus posters were super exciting. You'd put a I guess Rob Lowe was just a fucking Fruit Loops poster on your wall if you had. Anything. Anything. <laughs> it just seemed really sexy. Like Rob Lowe was, a, was a huge fucking deal. He yeah. was a massive deal. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. He's funny. He's a funny dude. 
He's a really funny dude. Yeah. You seen Parks and Rec? See him on that? He's great. When they go Rob yeah. Low, we go Rob Hart. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, uh, yeah, I oh, know. I was just going to say. Toxic facts? Well, no, not even. I just wanted to say that the soundtrack is just amazing. Fucking phenomenal. But I wanted to talk <laughs> to you about the soundtrack, though, because, like, I had heard the soundtrack before, but mm. there were so many songs that just weren't in the movie yeah. and it was the same song over and over again. Yeah, no, they really got their money uh, money's yeah. worth. And I yeah. looked up uh, the guy, uh, what's his name? Um, Gerald Jared, McMahon. Jared, Jared McMahon. McMahon. And um, uh, I looked at, looked him up on Spotify and it's like that song, you know, three million yeah. listens, every other song, like... 12 listens. He just kept, but he, he keeps re-recording that song and putting it out. Oh, really? Slightly different versions. He's just hanging his hat on that one thing. That Why wouldn't you? Why totally. Wouldn't but I mean, yeah. that, that I feel like that one particular song is just, that is half the film. That is a character in the film. You take that song out of the film, it is lesser of a film. Mm. Yeah. Like that is just synonymous with it. And every time I hear it, it I, I, I just... Makes me it's, very excited. It, no, it reminds me of um, I only watched Top Gun for the first time mm. a few years ago, and that's got the "Take My Breath Away" um, mm-hmm. tune. And, and that movie, literally, it's almost like someone is sitting there with the volume control of that song, and it's sort of like very quietly playing, and then something happens, do 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 do, do do do, and through the whole, like two hours of that movie, apart from the like the fast paced, you know, um, aeroplane flying stuff, it's just someone sitting there like, I think we need some more of this song. Just turn it up a I think more of the Kenny Loggins joint, like when I think oh, the of grandpa t- music. Is that grandpa? Does he play? Is dun, he little... dun, dun, oh, we're dun, talking dun, about uh, Top Gun. We're still on yep, Top Gun. Yep. Yep. Highway to the Danger yep. Zone. Yeah. Um, Seb, have we got any. Uh, Facts. Well, I think first thing you said. Have we, have we, do we have, have done we an ad? broken for an ad? We I haven't done we an have. ad. We haven't done an ad. No. Wow. Here's an ad. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is sponsored by Warren Beatty's Sweet Potato Wine. The foremost womanizer of the 70s has hung up his reusable leather condom and is brewing up dangerous batches of sinister stank in his unlit Malibu basement. If you're asking whether it's sweet potato wine as in it's made with yams or it's made with regular potatoes and then sweetened, then you're shit out of luck. Beatty's taking the recipe to his grave. All you need to know is that the director of Heaven Can Wait and Reds wants you to know this isn't some hillbilly shit. Moonshine is distilled, where Waz's trademark sweet potato wine is made with certified organic tubers and fermented using wild yeasts growing under the hood of his uncircumcised penis. Unfiltered and with no preservatives added so you can really taste the baby. Completely vegan, unless you consider the scrapings from an 81-year-old's dick to be an animal product. Deja Review listeners can get an autographed copy of the screenplay of Bullworth when they order their first case from theparallaxbrew.com. Plus, he donates $5 from every purchase to Madonna as penance for what he did. Warren Beatty's Sweet Potato Wine. You don't know whether you like him, so you know you're going to like this. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> Seb, facts. <laughs> now. Facts done. Really? No. Oh, wait. We're doing... No, we're not doing an ad. He's just... Yeah, we just did it. We just did oh, an ad. fuck. Are that you sleeping through these ad Only asleep I, I didn't know. Clearly, the copy wasn't compelling enough to Ooh. get me on the hook. He's mad at you guys because you didn't like The Lost Boys. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just trying to buy myself some time so I can yeah. find these facts. Um, can we talk okay. about the sex scene while you're looking yeah, for your facts? It's pretty chaste, yeah, right? So he, that's why I could tell, like, it was meant to be a kid's movie like, initially. Because ooh. it was just him, like, because he was, I don't underst- totally understand that bit of the movie. So he was looking for Star and Star yeah. was like, let's just have sex. Like, was she that was what supposed happened? To, no, well, she was supposed to kill him. Yeah, and then she decided to. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, she's meant to be just be attracted to him from the first time mm-hmm. their eyes lock, right? Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's not well explained or motivated or whatever, but we're meant to believe that they want to Star bone. Star-crossed lovers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Julia. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's time for the segment we call, Is That a Fact? 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 Yeah, that's a fact. 
This is the game show where we ask you three questions. You have to tell us which one is just utter BS. Fact number one. Game show. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good game show. Wildly it flattering is. description. <laughs> yeah. uh, fact number one. Jim Carrey was almost cast in the role of David. Wait, which one is David? He's the main vampire, Kiefer Sutherland. Okay. Not Michael. Michael, Michael, Michael. Not that reminded me Michael so much of Arrested Development. <laughs> yeah, Every time Michael someone said Michael, I'm like, Joe? Michael. <laughs> Michael. Uh, the other little side note fun fact here, uh, it's not actually one of the fun, it's not from the, it's a fact. Look, I'm just going to tell you this is a fact. Mm-hmm. Michael is said 118 times throughout this whole film. <laughs> really? And there is an amazing YouTube video where someone has edited Cut them all, all together <laughs> and it tells the full story. You can just watch it in the whole story. You're right, there isn't much of the story. <laughs> <laughs> you can watch the whole film in two minutes just with the word Michael. Um, fact number two. Kiefer Sutherland only signed on to do the film because Barnsey our old Barnsley, mm. Jimmy Barnes, was on the soundtrack. Fact. What? Fact. <laughs> Twice. Twice. I know Two that he's Barnsley on the soundtrack. Songs. Oh, what's the other? Yeah, the In Excess one pretty, or what's the other it's one? It's pretty Aussie, Aussie heavy, right? Uh, on the soundtrack. Yeah. There's it's the In Excess one. one and another one. Yep. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm. Um, fact number three. A promotional stunt by Warner Brothers featured a bunch of missing persons posters posted around LA for missing mm. children. The number of the number on the hotline received thousands of calls and complaints. So they had to take it down. All right. Oh, far out. I want the third one to be true. True. Mm. Can we get a recap again. Shana, yeah. Okay. Fact number one: Jim Carrey was almost cast in the role of David. Fact number two: Kiefer Sutherland only signed on to do the film because Barnsey was on the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Shit, yeah, Aussie soundtrack. In fact, number three, promotional stunt by Warner Brothers featured a bunch of missing persons posters around the LA area for missing children, and they received a lot of complaints. Sinead, would you mind um, closing your eyes so Kane and I can indicate what perhaps we might think the, because uh, I, I have no idea, but. Uh... Mm, okay. 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 Are you done? Yep. Mm-hmm. Did you tell them what it was? No, 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 no. no, no. no. They, they thought. The same one? Yeah, they, no, they thought different ones. <laughs> it seems wild to me that Kiefer Sutherland would want to do it just because there's two songs from Barnsley, especially if his future best man was also in the movie. But maybe this is how they became friends. I don't know. Oh, yeah. The third one is love a... Love of Kaysan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What are you feeling? I'm going to say two is nonsense. Barnsley? Yeah. Wow. I hate to tell you this, <gasps> but... You are wrong. You're actually all wrong. I just made up that thing about um, the promotional posters. I thought that was yeah. actually so too sophisticated. That's, that's so yeah. funny. Good at it. Yeah. That's so funny because that is something that would happen now. That's what I Yeah, some dumb thing that would, but, yeah, that would but, backfire on people. Oh, Indeed, Jim Carrey was uh, almost cast in the role of David. And Kiefer Sutherland did a well, Joel, year. Joel Schumacher he, finally got yeah. him as oh, the Riddler. He, yeah. li- he lived for uh, a year in Australia when he was a kid and just loved the music and loved this he got right into the the whole Aussie rock thing, really, and that is essentially what pushed him over the line. But what? um, yeah, Joel, Joel, Joel I love that. That's a, like you're at a point in your career is like, yeah, the script's garbage, but I'll tell you what, Barnsley's Barnsley's on the Well, that would have been like part of the cultural touch, but he would have been like, yeah, this film's the song's be not even in the, the movie. <laughs> I think it is. It is. There's two Barnsley Gonna songs have in it. a good time. Yeah, yeah. it's it? actually when 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 one of the vampires gets pushed into the stereo. He gets killed. Oh, is that what's playing? It's, yeah. The vampire kills are actually, I enjoyed them. You know that they're foretold. They the, first, the first one is great because it's just like, um, just spurting blood yeah. everywhere in there. And the did you notice just... when they're in the cave, when they're covered in blood, when they walk out, how sparkly the kids were? Yeah. Because mm. they mixed glitter yes. into the blood right. I, I to also make it kind like of fancy yeah. vampire blood. I also thought cool. that that was, yeah, like it just reminded me of Twilight or whatever. <laughs> did anybody check out Variety.com, though, that Daniel Day-Lewis uh, almost didn't <laughs> do uh, Phantom Thread until they added a Skyhook song to it? Oh, he, what was yeah. the song called, Kane? Uh, horror movie. That's just a real one. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Horror movie. <laughs> Looking at me like I'm the asshole. <laughs> 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 just 
trying to uh, like add some fucking goofs to this goddamn. Show. Uh, have we got any? Uh, is it hot 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 topics? Hot probs? Hot topics? Hot hot probs? I don't, I don't have very much. Um, I've just written. Everybody talks dumb in this movie. <laughs> Um, that uh, there, there were some funny goofs and and mostly um around the uh, the Frog Brothers. Mm. I loved them getting the holy water from the church. Yeah, that, that, that was, was so funny. funny. That was really funny. That was really fist funny. bump at the end as well. Yeah. yeah, and and was like and the rhythm of the joke was so good because they just like the whole thing stops and they just keep on doing it. Mm. Yeah. I thought that that was really good. Uh, and um. Yeah, I mean, as you say, it's not really a horror film per se, but some of the it's like kind of when, comedy, when, horror comedy. Yeah, wouldn't comedy? Yeah, horror Yeah, it is yeah. a horror comedy for sure. Homecom. I I mean, which is lighthearted all, horror film, really. Yeah, well, I mean, which is all to say that, like in the Home Alone bit at the end. Yeah, I thought that some of the horror effects there were great, particularly the the Dracula in the bathtub. You know that, like any scene where there's a bunch of kids suiting up when you're a kid, and they're like mm-hmm. getting their sharpening their stakes and getting the the holy water ready and filling their super soakers. Any and stuff. prep, mm-hmm. yeah, that, any like, prep. That montage stuff, even in, as like, a kid, is always like yes, action movies, superhero mm-hmm. movies, like you know when Batman's getting suiting all his up. gear on and suiting up, and you're like, it's so tough because yes! little girls don't have shit like that. No, it's really shit. That's why yeah. Star Wars is so cool now because you actually see the the girl getting ready to yeah to fight and yeah. In Wonder Woman. Sorry to bring it down, guys. Sorry about no, sexism. No, <laughs> Ray suits up. I mean, she takes an active role. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, um, but it makes no sense that you know then her parents. Are... <laughs> <laughs> oh. I went down a wormhole of why did you these... read? Mental deficients on YouTube, making hour-long videos about how, when to me it it is the second best after Empire, L- the Last Jedi yeah. is the second best Star Wars it's film I've made. It is so great. The worst internet hate I've ever received, where I had to put all my social media accounts on oh. private. I'm sorry. I said I'm sorry already. <laughs> <laughs> Specifically because of a campaign that Seb led, um, was just because I wrote and like. A, 400 word news piece talking about how excited I was about Ray Ugh, and people uh, like, and they're all American. This is so cool. Like the, it was the last For, Jedi. Okay. Before it had come out. Yeah. And you were just saying, oh, I'm sad I'm to so see what happens to see with it. Ray. Yeah. That sucks. And I had so to put on, for months, had to put everything on private. That's that's so funny because there 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 is two strains to last Jedi hate, which is as near as I can tell, which is, um, that more virulent, outwardly misogynist kind of thing that that they are just butthurt that there's a mm. female protagonist, but there's kind of all, also like kind of a ones that think themselves much more high minded, where their problem is oh it's story structure. No, we love that there's a that there's a female protagonist. All the problems is 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 you know, dumb screenwriting yeah, problems. Yeah, those guys are much that, more that, insidious. That, than yeah, the exactly. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At least the dumb guys. Like at least the yeah. dumb guys are just like. Yeah. Do the girls movie. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> yeah. know. Yeah, because yeah, you can just put them straight in the bin. But mm-hmm. yeah, like I did like seeding the idea that this movie is flawed because of some bogus, completely made up, nonsensical problems with the screenplay or something. Mm-hmm. Is yeah, it's kind of, it's has the potential to be more radicalizing in, in totally. some ways, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which group do you belong to, Seb? <laughs> what are we talking about? It's fun. <laughs> uh, can I just say my little note that I had taken from from this is there's a shot when they're in the cave, Michael and Star, and they're taken back through the cave and they've got candles in bottles everywhere. It's like part of their, their lighting, their mood lighting. There's a candle sticking aesthetic. out of... <laughs> their sex aesthetic. That's it. There's a candle sticking out of a bottle of Bailey's. <laughs> what kind of fancy fucking yeah. vampire is having a cheeky little Bailey's and milk after coming home from slaying someone? The sexy kind. <laughs> well, you know, they are also teens and, you know, you, you, your tastes haven't yeah. developed. Well, uh, so what do I? Oldest best friends. Oh, what do I? Oldest best friends. 
I've known him since I was like 13 and I've lived with him in many houses as adults and he does listen to this podcast. And I only found out maybe six months ago um, because his now wife outed him as a Bailey's lover. Yeah, no <laughs> yeah, I remember you saying, like, this, and, and this is the thing, like I worked in bars for the longest time. I'm like meant to be like Mr. Fancy, fancy like pants. alcohol, like yeah. knows about <laughs> Love a Bailey's on and ice. And, oh. and this, yes, this is oh. the thing. This is the secret. Bailey's. Dope. It tastes so <laughs> it's good. It's delicious. Okay, if it we're, is. If we're it is. Bailey's on ice. Oof, I haven't yummy. lately. I would rather point... die than order it in a bar or <laughs> restaurant. Yeah. But, like, yeah. My most shameful alcohol that I've drank, like, you know, recently <laughs> <laughs> is Malibu rum. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. By, you know by itself? No, not by itself. No, what did you have it with? by itself, do they? With orange juice. Oh, with orange Malibu juice? and so orange sweet. juice. Wow. Yeah. Nice. I'm more well, of an apple teeny guy myself. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's in an apple teeny? I have no idea. There, yeah. there like is no name. unified recipe for it. You know, I mean, it's it's a terrible drink, but yeah, there was... Well, no clearly, clearly, I think we're finished with uh, the Lost Boys. <laughs> Let's go out for some apple teenies. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, th- I think that's pretty much a wrap uh, on the Lost Boys. Um, did did uh, Sinead, any last thoughts on, on the film or have you? I think I liked it more than you and Porkchop liked it. Yeah? Yeah. Mm. I thought there was a strong oh. teen movie in there. Is this, are we, are we bonding? I don't know. Maybe I feel sorry for you. That's why. It's <laughs> a pity like. Um, yeah. I thought there was a strong teen movie in there that I would have liked to see. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It had the bones. It of, did. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Okay. Um, thanks as always <laughs> to Jeremy Wattsman of the Jackie Winter Group for providing uh, our recording space. Be sure to check out their podcast. Jackie Winter gives you the business. Um, you can find us on Twitter. Deja underscore review, where Deja Review Podcast on Instagram, and you can email us at hello at Deja Review Podcast.com. Um, you know, if you want to leave us a review on iTunes, that'd be great. Uh, also, maybe just uh, if you enjoy listening to us gabble on, um, tell a friend about it. That would be awesome. Um, I've been Mike Cairns. Over there is Nosferatu <laughs> Kane Daniel. Yeah. Uh, my name on Twitter. Sam <laughs> Godfrey, born to shop on Twitter, and uh, and our first return guest, returning uh, because champ. We uh, love having you here, and we very much appreciate you coming. Shaday Stubbards, thank Yay. you for coming. Thanks, thanks, thanks. Hey, thanks. And we hope to have you back very soon. Um, uh, so I think that is a wrap. Crown of Sister I'm so excited. Come on. Uh, <laughs> all right. Give me a character. Oh. Give, me, give me a... Uh, do it in a Dame voice. Edna. <laughs> Hello, possums, and welcome to the Deja Review podcast. That's quite good, actually. Oh, that was spot on. That was actually quite good. Um, Fucking um, Barry Humphreys is Provo now. <laughs>